Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is presented to you by our friends over at MyBookie. Football is back, and so is winning season at MyBookie. NFL, college football, and a brand new cash-out system give you options to bet and win all season long. First two legs of your parlay hit, cash out early and use the funds on another bet, or let it ride for the chance at a bigger payday. Use early cash outs as a tool to stay in control of the action at MyBookie. To get started, go to MyBookie.ag now and register an account for free. When you're ready to make your first deposit, just use promo code TSUS to grab a welcome bonus on the house. That's promo code TSUS to claim your deposit bonus and, for a limited time, a free chip to use in the MyBookie Casino. You can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere, only with MyBookie. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. They're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use that promo code TS. U.S. to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good friend JC Sherbert of the Big Spur. He joins us once again. JC, what's going on, my friend? How are you? Hey, uh, great to be with you, Chris. Looking forward to seeing some of those uh, Beamer Ball towels uh, that tend to pop up when um, when uh, we have a game day or something like that that uh, you've uh, spread all out there. So that'll be good. And my goodness, my visor has some dog hair on it, so I'm kind of embarrassed <laughs> by that. Uh, you, you give me the ultra close up here, Chris. So anyway, but now nah, looking forward to the game. Uh, looking forward to the atmosphere. I, I think it's big that, you know, game day is going to be there. This is the, the really the showcase game on Saturday, Chris. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I think, you know, Florida State LSU obviously is the, the biggest game of the weekend. But this one on Saturday, because that one's on Sunday, this one's uh, going to take the spotlight. So I'm fired up about being a part of it, flying uh, down to Charlotte Wednesday night and uh, with my fiance and have a lot of people expected for a Carolina Rise tailgate event Saturday and going to have fun with that and then go in the stadium and, and hopefully watch a good football game. Yeah, JC, anytime you get college game day, you know it's a big one. You mentioned that Carolina Rise tailgate event. You want to let the people know exactly where that is, details, how to sure. guess yeah. you buy tickets, whatever it's, it might be. It's or sold it? out. And it's, okay. uh, Let's just say it surpassed my expectations, <laughs> uh, and it's growing. But I, I think uh, if you're in one of those lots off of Stadium View Drive, you're going to be able to notice it. And obviously, you know, I don't put up barbed wire and things like that around the lots or anything. But uh, you know, if, if you want the food or the drink, you're probably going to show your ticket. But uh, certainly, uh, looking forward to that. Like I said, the response has been tremendous. Uh, for that, I just want to thank everybody out there that supports Carolina Rise and mm-hmm. encourage those that don't to to do because you know the Gamecocks need the money. So that's uh, that's that's the bottom line of that. But yeah, looking forward to that. Really looking forward to just hanging out with uh, Gamecock fans uh, in Charlotte. You know, uh, I, I stay. You know, I live in Columbia part of the time now, uh, so I do get to interact more with with my people, so to speak. Uh, more than, than than I did, but uh, certainly is always great when everybody's there together and, and you know the renewal feeling of the start of a new season. Uh, plus, the weather's not supposed to be that bad; it's supposed to be in the, the low to mid eighties. So, uh, lucking out weather-wise for the season opener. JC, I'm excited. Our first game week show of the 2023 season, my friend. I am elated. Let's get into it, man. The status of South Carolina's football team. Obviously, Juice Wells is speaking to the media today, so that would tell you, I think it's safe to say, he is going to play or is expected to play 
on Saturday. I know you and I haven't spoken in a while. What can you tell us the latest on the status of this football team, the injury front? Has anything new popped up in fall camp? I know obviously this team is now in their UNC prep, but has anything jumped out to you over the last, say, week, week and a half that maybe was not the case just two weeks or so ago? Injury-wise, no, nothing. Chris, and I, you know, that's not to say something may not pop up because – Lord knows we know how that goes. But um, uh, I think right now, outside of, of JT Gear, uh, gear, gear, it's gear. <laughs> I've heard three different things, gear. Uh, the transfer from Syracuse, from Belton Honey Path. And it's a real shame if he doesn't play because he had a tremendous camp up until getting injured in, in the second scrimmage. Other than that, I'm pretty confident everybody that, that everybody's been talking about uh, is going to play, and that means Trey Knox. Trey Knox really, honestly, has been back at practice full go for two weeks, so that's a non-issue. I do think Juice Wells will play. Uh, I think uh, Nick Harbor will, you know, will Nick Harbor play? I think he'll dress out. Uh, you know, how much he plays is probably going to be more of a function of the game itself um, and missed practice time for a freshman, things like that. So, uh, yeah, I expect all those guys to go. And, you know, Gear's the one I'm kind of iffy about. Uh, Ryan Brubaker, who I see for some reason I get asked about him. Doesn't matter what show I'm on, what website, Twitter, wherever. People, he he's out. He's been out for a while, and I don't I don't know what his long term prognosis is, but he's going to be out for a while. So no Ryan Brubaker. Get that get that out of your head. <laughs> uh, I think people were surprised he wasn't on the two deep, but. Uh, mm-hmm. Other than that, Chris, you know, hey, I, I think the injury situation is probably about as good as you can expect uh, coming out of a physical fall camp and and all that. And I do think some of these guys that have been sidelined or that, you know, they they held out, it was a lot of it's for precautionary reasons because you don't want a minor injury to become major uh, and cut into your game playing time. If, if you if you have to shut a guy down for a couple of weeks, he's hundred close to hundred percent by the opener. Uh, you do it. Uh, depth has always been an issue at South Carolina. They haven't quite yet recruited to the point where it's the next man up and they'll be fine at all spots. Um, and so I think Coach Beamer and his staff have done a good job of you know sort of taking precautions during practice and saying, okay, you know practice is great and all. Everybody needs practice. We we know that. But let's not be dumb and force a guy back early uh, to where he won't be ready to go for the game. Speaking of the depth chart, JC, you mentioned that. Anything surprise you? Jump out to you from the depth chart. You know, first thing for me, first glance, I thought Debo Williams over Mo Kaba at weak side linebacker was interesting. A uh, lot of or, of course, on the first depth chart, or at both offensive tackle spots. Uh, of course, the carry-on joiner, RB1, Juju behind him. A lot of ors at the edge and – the other edge or outside linebacker spot with Strawn and Tyreek Johnson looks like being the lead guys. But um, anything specifically jump out to you, surprise you, or, uh, you know, you think is intriguing going into the season opener? Uh, there, there were some slight surprises. Uh, with the linebackers, uh, you know, I was kind of surprised because Mo was a Mike, right? Uh, he was the starting Mike last year before he got hurt, and then Green came back. Well, now Mo's at will. Mo also is up to 253 pounds. I know that when you when you just the small sample size we have of Clayton White here, you know Brad Johnson was at that position. So he, he likes those bigger Will linebackers. Mm-hmm. So of course I'm thinking Pup Howard would play over there, but now nah, he's at Mike behind Stone Blanton, 
Uh, and then you have uh, Debo over there as the starter um, with, uh, you know, with Mo. I, I, and maybe it's not that he wants bigger. Maybe he just wants like a a pass rushing type because he sends the will linebacker a lot and, and blitzing and things like that. So that was somewhat of a surprise how that stacked up. Uh, a slight surprise maybe was seeing Case and Henry and Tyson Wanamaker as co-starters at one tackle. Uh, cause I thought Fugar and Jackson Hughes would be the two guys that were, and then those other two would be behind them. Uh, that should make people feel good because Case and Henry's a guy that I've been told great things about since he stepped on campus. He's just been hurt. So maybe he's, he's snapping out of it. Wanamaker who started a bunch around here, you know, he, he almost lost too much weight, Chris, and had to kind of find to build his way back and kind of get his fire back a little bit and stuff like that. But I was told, by a contact a week and a half ago that, hey, Tyshawn's coming back and being the old Tyshawn again. Uh, and so that's positive because I, I think that's a guy that's played a lot of football at that position that you can kind of feel comfortable with out there. Uh, so that, I thought that was that was sort of interesting. Keenan Nelson over David Spalding at nickel. Now, I know David's been, again, banged up, coming off an injury, off all that kind of stuff. So I wonder how much of that was because of Spalding's injury, how much of it was because of Nelson's performance, but also how much of it is, well, hey, they're going to use Spalding as kind of a jack-of-all-trades and play him some at safety as well because you have King Demarion Ford listed as a reserve safety, as a number two safety. Uh, is that an interchangeable type of thing? Nothing against Ford. I, I've always thought he was good enough to make some noise here uh, as a walk-on, and, of course, he got awarded a scholarship the Stephen Panis scholarship the other day, uh, you know, my, my question becomes where's Peyton Williams, you know, what, what, what's, where's some of the, the younger safeties, uh, how do they shake out here? Um, so that was a surprise judge Collier at, at the backing up at corner is going to be a surprise for some folks. Uh, it's not to me cause I was told that kid was going to probably be in the two deep, um, for a while. And then other than that, you know, I, you know, you can split hairs and say, well, you know, Nick Harbor behind Juice Wells at that of the X or whatever receiver position that is. But I, uh, like Hill McGranahan was saying earlier today on our show, I, I seriously doubt that when they put Nick Harbor in, they'll take Juice Wells off the field. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Uh, and uh, Omega Blake's been working over there behind you. So maybe some gamesmanship there. Uh, from Dowell Loggins and and all that. Not surprised Luke Doty's QB too, uh, but you know if, if something happened long term to Spencer Rattler, I I don't I don't know that it would just be Luke's show. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? 
You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. JC, let's talk about the actual game on Saturday. First time we've done this in quite a while, my friend, breaking down a game on the field of play, but that's exactly what will happen four days from now. We'll start when North Carolina has the ball. How do you see South Carolina attacking UNC defensively, and what should they do? Because, of course, you know, you look at UNC last season. They were fantastic start of the year, struggled down the stretch, but the bottom line was this, Drake May, 2022 ACC Player of the Year. He's being regarded as one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best in all of college football. And he's got some weapons to throw to. Of course, one of the biggest storylines going into Saturday, the status of Tez Walker. Is the NCAA going to allow him to play? But even if he doesn't, you look at J.J. Jones, Kobe Paysauer, Nate McCullum, the Georgia Tech transfer. They've also, they also love their tight end room with John Copenhaver, Kamari Morales, Bryson Nesbitt. And running back, a question for them – uh, but a lot of options there. And then offensive line, similar to the Gamecocks, J.C., uh, you know, they've got some questions up front as well. But obviously, it, it's it's a lethal offense. It's one of the better offensive attacks you'll probably see. One of the better quarterbacks, I'd say, you'll probably face in this season. What do you think are keys for South Carolina? What must they do to slow down this Tar Heel offensive attack? I think you got to limit the damage on the ground. You know, people – it kind of gets lost on people. Phil Longo – is now at Wisconsin. So it, it's a different scheme. Uh, Chip Lindsay's from the Malzahn tree. Uh, so you have to wonder, you know, how much how much of Gus's attack really does he run? Uh, you know, I've, I've seen, like I've seen Rhett Lashley coach before. He's from the Malzahn tree, and he does some things different. I mean, it's, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, are, are you going to get Jim uh, – are you going to get uh, – Drake may out there and, and play him like he's Nick Marshall. I don't know. You know, uh, I, I do expect some spread and some tempo. I think for the Gamecocks, what you have to do is don't let them crease you. Don't let them gash you. Don't let them run all over you. Uh, North Carolina probably does not have the push up front to do that. But but if they do establish the run, and Omari and Hampton is a really good young back. British Brooks actually is returning after a year off. He's the one that made the big long run. Uh, against the Gamecocks in the Mayo Bowl a couple of years, one of North probably North Carolina's best play all day, uh, and that kid's fast. Uh, they they've got some depth there, even if they haven't piled up the stats. Uh, they have capable receivers. A lot of them are young. You know, Christian Hamilton is a guy uh, that's a freshman. I'm looking forward to seeing. Uh, and then you mentioned Copenhaver at tight end, uh, who I think is really really good. And of course, Jamar Jamar Nesbitt's son uh, is a big tight end. Uh, for them too, this got a lot of athletic ability. So I think the Gamecocks have to tackle tackle well, stay in their gap. You know, don't don't let Drake May break contain. Get him on the ground when you got a shot at him. Uh, and I think South Carolina secondary matches up really well, uh, even if Tez Walker plays. I think the Gamecocks have a lot of talent back there on the back end um, to, uh, I guess, limit North. <laughs> Excuse me. God, ooh, that right. snuck up on me. Uh, limit North Carolina in the passing game. Uh, 
moving forward. And, you know, and, and a lot of that also depends on can you get a pass rush. And, you know, with Jordan Strong, Brian Thomas Jr., uh, they say Tyreek Johnson's had a really good, you know, preseason. You know, but maybe they can. Maybe they can. But I, I think I think you got to just make sure that you contain because I could see a scenario where if they're hitting the edges, Chris, and getting 10, 15 yards, everybody's getting sucked inside, bounce out. I mean, that's a, that's a nightmare because then what that does is everybody's kind of worried about that and you fall for the eye candy and then, boop, touchdown over the top. I mean, that's uh, that's kind of how I, I think this North Carolina offense is going to work. So, you know, just fundamentally sound football, play tough, dominate when you can. I mean, you know. Let's be honest, Jordan Strawn versus whoever North Carolina rolls out there at offensive tackle, that's, that's an athletic mismatch. You know, Jordan Strawn can really take it to him. So, I mean, just like the Mayo Bowl a few years ago. So, uh, that's going to be uh, the key. Uh, I think having results like the Mayo Bowl a few years ago is probably what you want because, you know, they said they held Sam Howell in check pretty good. Uh, in that game as far as running on them and, and things like that. Although this is a different scheme that I think will give, you know, more of that Malzahn style eye candy and stuff. So you got to be disciplined. The Spurs Up show is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate the game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Yeah, JC, I was going to say, I I feel like the edge position might be the most important on Saturday night because they're really going to be stressed and tested. And I mean, getting pressure on Drake May, it it goes without saying. I mean, you mentioned the containment because people don't realize he can beat you with his legs too. And he's also a guy that, I mean, as we know, he has time to throw. He He's going to make any defense pay. And so, you know, we're going to learn a lot about the defense, man. It, I, I think it's just interesting that, you know, everybody's expecting this crazy shootout. Everybody's saying, take the over, take the over. I, I just wonder how that plays into maybe the chip on the shoulder of, of these defensive guys going into Saturday night. Oh, yeah, because they've read it. I, I don't know why you pick a shootout. I mean, I just, you know, I, I look at the personnel and, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I look, South Carolina's got depth of D-tackle. Um, you know, are, are they basing that on losing Jordan Birch and Gilbert Edmond? Did, did they watch those guys play last year? I mean, they're pretty average guys, you know. Uh, Jordan has scored the five stars by his name, and Gilbert had the two, but they're about kind of the same. And, you know, I uh, what, are you, what are you basing the fact that North Carolina, with, you know, no proven receiver threat, uh, with uh, a good stable of backs, but not one that you not, – not anybody that's proven, although I'd – watch out for Amari and Hampton now. Um, and Brooks is fast. 
And then questions on the offensive line, are, are they just basing that, that like Drake May by himself is going to just light up this defense that has, you know, a returning freshman All-American at safety, another promising sophomore to the other safety, like two veterans at corner, uh, their best pass rushers back from last year off, coming off injury, uh, really good linebackers that uh, – you know, have come into their own. I, I don't. I don't know what they're basing that off of. As far as North Carolina lighting up now, will South Carolina light up North Carolina's defense? I don't know. You know, but uh, I think some of the shootout talk is is maybe what people are projecting in their minds because they they see a quarterback battle and, and that's how neutrally they love for it to go down. JC, speaking of the offense, let's move and talk to when the Gamecocks have the football. I don't know if I've ever. If I can recall an offensive coordinator ever having more pressure in week one than Dabble Loggins has going into this, <laughs> based, based off of the commentary that I've seen on social media, the chatter that I've heard, again, if, is that internal, external, does it matter? I'm just saying there's a lot of pressure with this offense to produce at a high level. Uh, you know, Spencer Rattler going up against, and, and you're facing, J.C., a UNC defense that was abysmal last year. I mean, they, they couldn't stop anybody. Run pass, whatever you want, you could have it. Your thoughts and, again, expectations for South Carolina. I mean, we're, this is, we're all going to learn watching Saturday night, right? Because I, I don't think we really know right now exactly what the offense is going to look like. What we're hoping is it's going to look more like what you saw against Tennessee, Clemson, and Notre Dame versus the first 10 games. Is it somewhere in the middle? Uh, you know, again, UNC's got some nice pieces defensively. I mean, it's not a complete loss clause calls Cedric Gray at linebacker. Uh, I know the Huzzy kid on the outside at corner they really like, but it feels like, J.C., this is a matchup, especially now that we know Juice Wells is going to play. You know, Spencer Rattler, of course, is your quarterback. This feels like a matchup South Carolina should be able to have success. What say you going to this one, and what exactly are you looking for on Saturday? Yeah, as far as Dallas Loggins, I, I don't know that he's feeling any pressure himself. I mean, the guy, well, yeah, it's, it's a pressure cooker to call plays in the NFL. But uh, I do think there's somewhat of a uh, a lot of doubt on the part of the Gamecock fan base uh, with this. And uh, I mean, look, I even I, mean, I even talked to people that that shouldn't, you know, that that I thought had come around on it that are still like, oh, I just don't know, you know. So uh, I think I, I, I you know, but I, I think it sets up well. I, I do. I think it sets up like for a perfect game. No, and keep in mind, it's not going to be perfect. Uh, no, no season opener is. No football game is. So Carolina goes out there and goes three and out. You know, don't don't start trashing Dowell Loggins. You know, <laughs> just yet. Uh, so I I, I think because you know things happen, but I I do think it's a tremendous opportunity in the vertical passing game. I think in the passing game in general, Chris Carolina's got a really good advantage. And I even think on the lines of scrimmage, I, you know, if Miles Murphy and Desmond Evans, all those guys, if they've come, you know, a million miles from last year and, you know, are starting to reach that high potential that as recruits, you know, maybe it's a different looking defense. I, I like the transfers they've gotten in in the back on the back end, but, you know, are they going to be able to gel? I, and, you know, and then there's the unknown. Mac Brown said today, he doesn't know what to expect from Dallas Lions. He's like, we're gonna we're gonna spend the first quarter trying to figure out, some, feel some things out. So, uh, 
who knows? Who knows what will happen there? But uh, I do think, you know, when you when you kind of envision how South Carolina could, could win this game, uh, you, you kind of start thinking about Spencer Rattler and the passing game and the game guys taking advantage of a North Carolina defense that maybe improved, but but probably still in what you would call, you know, a dominant unit. JC, you and I both know season openers can always be really tricky. I mean, you look over the history of South Carolina, they've won most of them, but normally like some weird things happen, right? It's never really what you expect. I remember during the Steve Spurrier era, I mean, there was, there were some games I'll never forget. I think it was 2007, the season opener Gamecocks give up like 260 yards rushing to Louisiana Lafayette. The next week they turn around, they go beat Georgia. You know I mean? Go figure it out. Right. So it's, it's, it's an opportunity because, you know, Shane Beamer's mentioned this. There's no preseason game. There's no scrimmage. You know nothing about your football team. That's why they always say the greatest improvements from week one to week two because you have film to look at. You have real tangible things. You can say, okay, we got to fix this, do this, improve this. When you look at this week one matchup, is there a key to this game and or a key matchup that you're looking at that you think will define who finds victory? I think it's South Carolina run defense versus North Carolina rush offense. I, I think that run defense has been such a bugaboo for the Gamecocks. Uh, you look at North Carolina, they're not what I would call an elite offensive line. You know, guys like Boogie Huntley and Taka Hemingway and Jordan Strong and TJ Sanders and Nick Barrett and Brian Thomas and Tyreek Johnson, they've been at this school for a long, long time. There's no excuse not to win a lot of battles up front in this one if you're the Gamecocks, period. End of discussion. Uh, and I think that when you when you can win that battle up front on defense uh, on the line of scrimmage, then that helps you stop the run better. I mean, linebackers have a part to play in it. Secondary does too. But when you're getting the best of them up front, that's uh, that's a tail sign. And, and I think there's no reason why the Gamecocks can't. Will will North Carolina break some runs here and there? Will they get rushing yards? Yeah, they're they're going to be a pretty good rushing offense this year. And then, yeah, you, know, you got to worry about Drake May beating you with his legs and stuff. Uh, but but keeping them from running the ball will make them one dimensional and will make them rely on, you know, not just May but a lot of very green young wide receivers that haven't produced a lot. Uh, and so you start thinking about that, and you're like, well, you know, the Gamecocks have some veterans on the back end that could probably handle it. Uh, and you like Carolina's chances, but that's if, if North Carolina starts running the ball and they Hampton and, and, and British Brown start getting loose and, and then May's able to run it and they're chewing up yards, Chris, that's going to open things up downfield. It's going to make it a lot, it's going to make Drake May's life a lot easier. Uh, and then that's when I think you can get in a shootout or possibly get beat in the ballgame. JC, I've been really surprised to a degree this week with some of the predictions I've seen from Gamecock Nation. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's just the preseason optimism and the the hype train reaches an all time high when you get to game week. But people that think this is going to be a 21, 24, 28 or more point margin of victory, JC, I think these two teams are mirror images of each other. I, I, I really do. I think that. There are so many – it's almost eerie to a degree how many similarities. Now, do I think the Gamecocks top to bottom are more talented? I absolutely do think so. But I think this is going to be a knockdown, drag-out fight back and forth. I mean, it's going to be one of the best games, if not the best game, of the weekend. And, JC, I know it's Tuesday. Last year, you and I spoke on Thursday, so you were locking in predictions. You don't have to do so, 
But if you want to, you can. And just how do you think this one's going to go? To your point earlier, by the way, JC, I think the under 64 in this game, I think it's one of the best bets of the weekend. Because to your point, two brand-new OCs, two questionable offensive lines, two quarterbacks that at times can be inconsistent. And if you're telling me you're giving me nine total touchdowns between these two teams, I'm taking it, man. I, I just I, – a season opener, too, where it's like defenses ahead of offenses. You don't really even know what you have yet. I think the under is one of the easiest plays of the weekend. Your thoughts on the game? And, again, if you want to give a prediction, you can. Obviously, don't have to. But just yeah. overall thoughts on this matchup. Yeah, I think South Carolina wins like 35 to 20. Um, and I'm with you on the under. I, I would I would jump on that. I, I think that there's a lot of people underestimating the Gamecocks defense, uh, you know, and because there are some guys that, you know, we all cover and we know, we know that Debo Williams will knock you into next week, for example. But, and we know that if he ever figured it out and the light came on as far as reading his keys and stuff, he'd be a great linebacker. Well, nobody else knows that. Nobody else knows who Stone Blanton is, except he's some four-star kid from Mississippi. Uh, O'Donnell, Fortune, uh, and, and Marcellus Dow had their moments last year, but you look and you go, oh, my God, they lost two top three round draft picks at corner. Uh, you know, and, and then the, you know, Emmett Warre and DQ Smith, I think this year will get their due. Uh, and, and so that you kind of look at it, and, and, and there are some unknown names, but then there are guys that you and I and the people that, that know that, like, okay, well, this was close. Um, so I think the game kind of defense will be better than people think. I, I'm, I'm not sold on the Chip Lindsey style of offense being an improvement over what, uh, what Phil Longo did, but I do know that if Chip Lindsey can chew clock and, and run the quarterback and put all that eye candy up and confuse you and bust big plays in the run game, he will. Uh, you know, so so there's that. And then I think South Carolina's gonna have a a steadily steady good night, Rattler in the passing game. Uh all that, a, a steady good night, maybe dare I say methodical, uh, where they're efficient and uh they score, you know, a lot of you know, they score points, you know. That was thirty five points is what, five touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh it won't be perfect, but I do think uh I do think that they have a uh a good shot to put some points on the board. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. J.C. Sherbert of the Big Spur. J.C., last thing before we get you out of here. Anything else jump out to you in week one? Games you're most excited. I mean, obviously, LSU, FSU, I think, is the headliner. Clemson, Duke on Monday night. Florida, Utah on Thursday. What what jumps out to you? What are you most excited to see outside of South Carolina's game? 
Well, the dozens of fans that will pack Wallace Wade Stadium, Chris, for the Labor Day. I mean, come on, man. I, I, I mean, I, I mean, last year, what, what what kind of garbage game did we get last year on Labor Day night? Was it Louisville and somebody, or was it was that was that at least Louisville and Florida State we got? Like, that was Louisville Notre Dame last year, which okay, fine, that's Notre Dame. But man, Duke and Clemson, shake my head. I mean, come on. I mean, so I, I I am looking forward to seeing what Wallace Wade Stadium looks like on national television at night because we haven't seen it before, you know. But uh, that Florida State LSU game is going to be great. I'm going to be uh, at a sports bar in Helen, Georgia, after floating hey. down the Chattahoochee River, <laughs> uh, you know, that day. But uh, I'll be certainly uh, curious to catch that. Curious to see if Virginia's gotten any better and. What exactly does Tennessee look like? Uh, you know, you, you kind of think about Tennessee. It's like, well, it, it, Hooker was so accurate last year. Can Milton be just as accurate? So it's it's kind of one of those things where I'm not even watching like the like the the competition, but more so the both teams and how they've changed. Uh, so I'm, I'm like that, and of course, Florida, Utah. Uh, we talked on JC and Morgan earlier today. Who who's got more pressure on them, Florida or Utah in that game? And, Mike said Florida. I don't know. I may think it's Utah because they know that they let that one get away last year. They know Florida's not – Florida. you're not going to catch Florida at any better better time than this year. And so, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with that. But there's uh, – I'll tell you what I'm kind of sneakily interested in. East Carolina at Michigan. East Carolina's getting like a 35 – like 35 points – well, Harbaugh's out, and their offensive coordinator's out. So, are they just going to let JJ McCarthy call plays and, and, and rock the game? I mean, what's that gonna? What's that? What you know? What's that gonna? What's, what's going to happen there? So, uh, so yeah, that, that's kind of what I'm looking forward to. But I, I, I'm really just looking forward to football coming out and seeing everybody again, and, and watching uh, some games at the tailgate. Maybe enjoying a little live music at the tailgate before and. Uh, going in and, and watching, the, watching the Gamecocks play the Tar Heels uh, to open the season again. J.C., sticking with the Carolinas, let's not forget that, that Saturday night 10-30 game, Coastal Carolina at UCLA. That, that's going to be a fun one, I think. I, I'm, if, if Jamie Chadwell was still the coach there, I'd agree with you. I just – that hire, man. I You know, maybe it's one of those hires where everybody says boo and it ends up being good. <laughs> that happens a lot, but I'm just like – Beck, really? really? <laughs> but hey, Grayson McCall's still there, man. And uh, I think that it's going to be interesting to see how many fans UCLA has at the game because I think last year or two years ago, they played South Alabama. There were like 14 people. Now, it was bigger than Wallace Wade's crowds, but, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> anyway. But yeah, that'll be a good one to watch, too. I, I hope that. I am in a good mood, so I'll, I'll actually watch it rather than a bad mood, which usually involves some sort of mix of an alcoholic beverage and Guns N' Roses albums or The Cure, even if I'm really sad. <laughs> I love it. J.C. Sherbert of the Big Spur of Inside the Gamecocks will be on their airwaves on Thursday at 1130 every Thursday throughout the season. J.C., of course, with us every Tuesday. J.C., thank you so much for doing this. Really excited to talk ball. We made it, my friend. We're here. Excited to break it all down and be talking about a game that actually took place on the field this time next week. Absolutely. We'll have a lot to chew up and spit out, Chris. It's been a great offseason, but I think I'm uh, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm ready to get there, and I, I do feel like we all made it. 
And so here we go. Let's let's do it. JC, you're the man. I appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Safe travels to Charlotte, and y'all have a lot of fun there. Hey, thanks, Chris. Appreciate you. into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.